The world champion Dodgers have some world champion podcasts. Don't miss a chance to catch up on Dodger Talk by podcasting it on the iHeartRadio app. Just search Dodger Talk for new episodes every weekday and after each game. Portions of the following program were pre-recorded. AM 570 KLAC, 987 KYSR, HD2. Los Angeles. Available anywhere using the iHeartRadio app. AM 570. An L.A. sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Peterson. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Peterson. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. All right, let's go. Fred Rogan, Rob Parker in today for Rodney on AM570 LA Sports. Uh, so I'm in Phoenix last night for the game. Yes. And I knew early on when the Clippers came out the way they did because the NBA, Rob, more than anything, is a series of runs. You already know that the other team, Fred, no matter how big the score is, is going to make a run. Right. And then it comes down to are you going to hold off their run and go on another? That That's what this really comes down to, right? In other words, you jump out to a 15-point lead, all of a sudden they're up by six. Are you going to come back? Last night, the Clippers were able to hold off the Suns' runs and then go back and extend their lead. So I knew from the beginning the Clippers were in pretty good shape. And here's the thing I came away with watching. The Clippers did not have Zubats. They're starting center. Yep. The Clippers do not have Kawhi Leonard and will not have Kawhi Leonard. Are you sure? He won't play for sure. I'm pretty sure he's done in this series. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So they don't have Kawhi Leonard. And you know what? They really dominated that game last night. And the more I watched Phoenix, that little magic, that little spark, and the series is not over and the Clippers are still behind, but I thought, wait a minute. All of a sudden, the Suns aren't as good as I thought they were. And when you don't have your starting center along with your best player, and you're able to do that? Rob, this series should be over, but the Clippers should have won. The only reason the series is not over is because the Clippers beat themselves in two games. No doubt. No doubt, Fred. And if they made some free throws, they could have easily, this series should be over. I mean, for real. And that says a lot when you talk about it. And Serge Abaka is out as well. Yep. We, we act like he is, doesn't matter, Fred, but there's another guy who you don't have, and you're right. You went to Phoenix. You were there. They were ready to party like it was 1999, okay? I they were tell ready. you, yeah. Absolutely. And you know what? They were in for a rude awakening because the Clippers are better than we want to give them credit because I said it before. If it ain't rough, it ain't right. It just seems to be the motto for this team this year that they always have to dig themselves out of a hole. But, Fred, to, to face an elimination game without a couple of your big pieces and win easily, win easily, right, by 14 points on the road in a closeout game, Ty Lu and that team is now 10-2. and two. After game, what, games three to seven, which is incredible. And how many times have we seen them face elimination and come up big and say whatever you want? I get it. Paul George, great free throw shooter. 
cost him a game with those missed free throws. But did he not show up in the second half, Fred, and what a performance he put on in the third quarter? I got to tell you, watching in person there last night, Paul George, I think, at 41. Yep. Watching in person, that was the quietest 41 points I've ever seen in my life. Well, because you know why? He didn't take 38 shots to get 41. That had to be it. It was 15 for 20, Fred. 15 for 20. He had 20 shots and scored 41. That's why it was quiet. That's why you didn't notice it. Most guys have to put up way more shots than that in order to get 41 points. Uh, Marcus Morris was huge last night. Played and I, great. And I'll tell you, and everybody there, everybody there, as we were walking out, and I'll tell you about the fans in a second, but everybody there hates Patrick Beverly. He's the guy that you want on your team. If he's on your team, you love him. If he's not on your team, you hate him. He might be the most annoying person in the NBA. <laughs> Seriously. No, I agree. I mean, he is everywhere, and he has disrupted Devin Booker. He has taken him out mentally, and it's apparent when you sit in person and watch it. And here's the other thing, too. I think a lot of people, you know, I, I get Phoenix has had a, a nice season, and what people don't for, forget, what people have forgotten is that other than Chris Paul, who has never been to the NBA Finals, it's a lot of young guys who haven't been on this stage, Fred, ready to close somebody out. And the Clippers have way more veteran players. Nobody was counting on Reggie Jackson to be like Reggie Jackson, the baseball player. He's Mr. You know June. what I mean? Now he's Mr. June. Exactly. Or, or Paul George to come up uh, without Kawhi. They were supposed to roll into a ball and uh, go into the corner, right? No Kawhi, no chance. That's what everybody thought. And instead, this team's result, I give Ty Lue a ton of credit. And this is why when people were like, oh, you know, uh, you're going to blame Doc Rivers, blame the players, and I'm not trying to let the players off the hook from a year ago, but sometimes, Fred, coaching does matter. Can you honestly say that Ty Lue hasn't coached a hell of a you know playoffs? He's made adjustments. He's put in the right guys to help them succeed. Taking bench guys who are, who are a part of uh, Beverly, sit down. Rondo, sit down. Am I right? There were moments and situations where a lot of coaches just won't do it. Those are my main guys. I got to ride with them. Not Ty Lue. I give this guy a world of credit. The series is not over. Not by a long shot. I mean, they're in a deep hole. They're starting to dig themselves out. The frustration, again, is they could have won the series already. So we'll see what happens tomorrow night. So we're leaving last night. We're walking out of the arena in Phoenix. Now, in this market, if the Dodgers lose, people are upset. And if the Lakers lose, people are upset. And if they lose in a championship series or they lose in the playoffs, yeah, it really stings. It hurts. As a matter of fact, you know, there are some that believe it hurts the fans more than it hurts the players. People are upset. Let me tell you something. I don't care how upset you've been. I don't care at any point in your life watching a team how upset you became when they lost, you could not match what happened last night in Phoenix. You couldn't do it. Are you serious? Those people, I mean, honestly, I didn't want anybody to go up on a tall building last night. I didn't know what they would do. They were just beside themselves. Well, I, I get it because they thought with the injuries and being at home, right, a chance to get to the finals, 
that it was in the bag, that it was in the bag. You know how many people ripped up gambling slips and tickets yesterday thinking that they took Phoenix minus five and a half, Fred? A, a lot of Vegas made a lot of money, especially when Zubach was, was ruled out. Am I right? Didn't you yeah. think that most people jumped on that? When you saw the Clippers starting lineup last night, you had to think, what, what is this? Right. We got no shot here tonight. After the game, so I'm talk, I'm seeing all these people, and they are really upset. And I am not exaggerating. I'm not over-dramatizing this. They were really angry. So I decided it would be a great time to do this, this piece, you know, because the, the slogan there is Rally the Valley. And that's mm-hmm. why their, their jerseys say the Valley. So I had this idea. And it's going to run tonight, I think, on our 6 o'clock news. We shot it last night. Okay. Uh, Rally the Valley. Well, what part of the Valley are you talking about? And they looked at me. I said, Encino, Tarzana. Uh-oh. Look at you. Van Nuys, Sherman Oaks. Well, where? I'm just Toluca Lake. Okay. Some of the people played along. One guy had a, uh, a bag on his hand that he drew eyes and a nose on and tried to make it a talking puppet. But this is going to be on tonight. But the point of it is, Rob, is all of these people are walking past, and I'm grabbing them. Uh, most of them said, I'm too upset to talk. I can't talk. Really? Just can't do it? I can't, I can't even speak. I am too upset to speak. I cannot even put any words together. Now, isn't that weird that they would feel that way, especially being up 3-1? to one? Okay, your loss is 3-2. You know what I mean? It ain't, it ain't like they got eliminated. They still got... Two chances to win one game. Why would they be that distraught? I, I, to me, it was really bizarre standing there and watching this. And they, they were mad. They were mad. And they were all walking like in a herd, you know, just moving along. Right. I thought, you know what, this is, you know what I really thought? This is unhealthy. I thought this is unhealthy for you. Was people. it that bad, really? Yeah, like th- that, just the mood of the of the arena. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be something else going on here in your life. This cannot be everything. Doesn't it make sense, though? I mean, you feel like if you were a Suns fan, it was a missed opportunity. You mentioned they didn't have Zubats. You had a chance to close them out on your home floor. You played terribly in the last game in L.A. and could have easily lost that one. You're not as comfortably ahead in this series as you feel you should be considering that you're relatively healthy and the Clippers are banged up. And maybe that, and Kev, I mean, deep down you think Suns fans just realize they're lucky to be where they are. Absolutely. And, and you know what? When you let a team off the hook sometimes, you know, like, like, and, and like last night without their center and without Kawhi or whatever, you might regret that because you have to like kind of snap their neck when you had a chance, and it didn't happen last night. I, I got the sense it's more, and I said this yesterday, Kevin, it's more like a college atmosphere there. You did, yeah. You know, every shot, they cheer. They lose their mind. You know, they walk out on the court, and it's a standing ovation, and it's loud. And as they're watching this at the beginning, I could hear the groans last night from where I was sitting. You could just hear people groaning as the Clippers jumped out on them. And the Clippers were really aggressive. The Clippers played more like the Suns did early in the series last night. Right. They came out and jumped them. And I don't even think Phoenix realized what was going on. And before they knew it, but that but Phoenix came back. They came back. And took a lead, but you know what? The Clippers j- regained the lead very quickly, and that was the sign, Fred, you talk about. You know what I mean? Because some people would have thought, okay, once the Suns get, all right, the Clippers had their little uh, facing elimination energy, right? You know, you don't want to come out and get run out the gym. So you start fast, and then you realize you don't have enough. And then at some point, 
you give in. Didn't happen. And and I'm telling you, and, and I've been saying this, Kev, you know this, Fred. You guys have been kind of, when, when Rodney, when I filled in for you, Fred, with Rodney, I said that game three of that Dallas series yeah. might be the turning point of this franchise. And for all the bad stuff and premature uh, uh, being knocked out of the postseason and blowing 3-1 leads and all the bad things that have happened to the Clippers, maybe this is the route. Maybe this is how you finally, you know what I mean, shake all the demons by doing something that no team has ever done. Be down 0-2 three times, Fred? Think about that. Being down 0-2 three times means you need to win four out of five to win a series. And to be able to do that three times and get to the finals? I'm confident. I'm telling you, Fred, I believe the Clippers are going to the NBA Finals. And not this is not a prisoner of the moment. They're down. I've been saying this series after series after series. You know they were my pick. And what they did last night convinced me. Kawhi, no Kawhi, doesn't matter. They got something going here, and I think they're going to the NBA Finals. And I think that's why Suns fans are upset, Fred, because they know what Rob just talked about, being down 0-2 in every series, Yep. how resilient the Clippers have been, and you gave them an opening to be able to win last night. You had a chance to close them out on your home floor, and you didn't do it. Now you're coming back to L.A. This, and we've said this all postseason, is the biggest game in Clipper history because it's uncharted territory for them. It's going to be the biggest home game in the history of the Clippers franchise. Yep. Does that, do, sure they can lose? Do any of us believe they're going to lose tomorrow night? I don't. I don't know. And then you get to a game seven, and now all of a sudden you have players like Paul George who have experience, guys who have been in the postseason before. The Suns, outside of Chris Paul, and this is uncharted territory for him too. It's very easy for me to see them come out tight in a exactly. game seven at home when they have all the expectation in the world on their shoulders. I think the Suns fans realize that, and that's why they're upset. I also think that Patrick Beverly, once he was inserted into the lineup, the Clippers became far more physical. Yep. Now we're not taking this. You know, you, you might beat us, but you're going to know you were in a game. And oh, that's yeah. And a distinct difference from the way this series started. I also think with the fans in Phoenix, as a guy that grew up there, uh, I think it's more, they're more rah-rah fans. In other words, they're probably, you know, you're suggesting, well, they know they're in trouble now. I don't know if they know that. Really? I just think they're, every game is, we're going to win. You know, Suns in four. Okay, then it became, last night, Suns in five. <laughs> I, I don't think they, they are processing what's happening. But, but what, what kills me, though, Fred, is, is I get it. You're all about your team. But don't you have to, like, the Clippers, wait a minute. Weren't they down? I, I remember when they were down 0-2 and everybody said that, uh, Donovan uh, Mitchell was the best Utah Jazz player ever. You remember that when they were up 2-0? And, and, and Luka was Larry Bird when they were up 2-0. Remember that? And Devin Booker's the best player in the NBA right now. Remember that? I remember. None of it matters. <laughs> yeah, none of it matters. Okay, so the, uh, the Dodgers got the first one last night. That's always a two-game shift when you're in the division and you're playing the first-place team. Oh, and Trevor Bauer had some thoughts on being checked for the sticky stuff. They should check all these pitchers. Wait till I tell you, Fred. They should check everybody. Okay, well, I guess you're going to tell us. And uh, we're going to play Who Dis at the bottom of the hour. <laughs> Bringing you 
LA's best sports talk weekdays, noon to three. Rogan and Rodney. Knock, knock. Guess who's coming to dinner? Fred Mister is a major designer. Be my. All right, Fred Rogan, Rob Parker, and today for Rodney. Rob Parker. Oh yeah. Yes. Uh oh. David Vassay is not happy. Nobody told me this. Yes. Dave, you don't like me? Ah. You mean you Dave, like me more than some the other guy today? This, this guy nice. took two hundred dollars from me. I didn't take two hundred to Fred. He bet me. What do you want me to do? No, he took it from you. Wow, from Dave, not from me. Yeah, no, I know. But I'm saying I don't know what he wants me to do. I I'm honored sorry. the bet, Rob Parker. You did honor the bet, and I just was going to ask you what time do the Lakers play tomorrow? Oh, wow. The home of the Dodgers. With an inside look at the Dodgers, this is the Vassay Report with David Vassay. Brought to you by Navian Tankless Water Heaters. Oh, wow. Look at this. It's you like that? time now, Dave. Yeah. You're moving on up. No more slumming, huh? No more slumming, Rob. And by the way, I just got to let you know why I felt so confident in betting you about the Lakers. Yes, tell me, please. I, it wasn't just my own NBA opinion hot take. All right. I actually went to dinner with an NBA Hall of Famer a couple of weeks before we talked, and he was very confident that the Lakers would go back to the NBA Finals, but none of us saw Anthony Davis uh, going back to his old Anthony Davis ways and being in street clothes, as Charles Barkley likes to say. So that's that's why I felt so confident. It's funny because there's another basketball team in Los Angeles, and it doesn't matter who gets hurt. They just keep winning and winning and winning. <laughs> Can you give them some love, the Clippers, or no? You can't give them any love? I'm not threatened by the Clippers, so I don't have any problem giving them love. I think okay. they've showed tremendous resiliency in this series. And uh, I'm pulling for them because uh, I'm not a big Chris Paul fan, so I'm going for the Clippers. All right. All right. Last night, Dodgers-Giants. All right, so the Dodgers win the first one. Two things I want to touch on. First, let's talk about Trevor Bauer. Uh, he wasn't pleased with Angel Hernandez, and he wasn't pleased that he was checked the way he was. Yeah, it was completely over the line what Angel Hernandez was doing, checking in between his fingers for the sticky. Every other pitcher gets their glove, their belt, and their hat checked. But Trevor Bauer is going to get inspected in between every one of his right fingers. That was a little overboard, and I felt like grandstanding by Angel Hernandez. What a shock. But you know what was more offensive to me than that? Was on Sunday Night Baseball, Clayton Kershaw, the best pitcher of our generation, pitches the best game of the season. Eight innings, 101 pitches, 13 strikeouts in front of a full house at Dodger Stadium, and they are giving him a standing ovation coming off the mound. And all of a sudden, the umpire feels the need to check Clayton Kershaw and ruin the moment in his own home ballpark. And rightfully so, the fans rain booze down on the umpire. Once they were done with the checking, they were able to cheer their, their pitcher again. But that ruined a great highlight that could have been shown on Fred Rogan's News at 11, ESPN, Fox Sports. They completely ruined that moment. And for me, that was more offensive than what happened to Bauer last night. I, I could not disagree with you more, oh, Mr. Vassay. I cannot. Because baseball has to get this under wraps and has to get this figured out. 
and clean up the game. I don't want to hear pitchers belly aching about it ain't fair to, to, to start checking now. Let's do it next year. No, we're in a terrible offensive funk. More strikeouts, less hits, less home runs, lower batting average. The game has to be fixed now. Pitchers have a huge advantage against hitters. And the commissioner in baseball, are, the, the, the rules are already in place, Mr. Vasse. These guys need to stop I'm, cheating and clean up their rack and stop with Googate. I'm all behind baseball. There's a, an epidemic in baseball, and it has to be cleared up immediately. And if you haven't done anything wrong, then you have nothing to worry about. So Clayton Kershaw pitched his great game, got his cheers. He was interrupted for a handful of minutes. It was not the end of the world. It was. And he was it ruined, clean. It ruined the whole moment, No, Rob. it did. No, it did not ruin. at all. Could you imagine your buddy, Doc Gooden, or <laughs> you know Frank Viola, your wow. buddy from the Mets, uh, being checked on the way back after in front of a sellout crowd at Shea Stadium? Uh, only Look, difference I'm, is Rob. if they check Doc after he started, he might be in handcuffs. <laughs> Rob, you know? Rob, Rob, I'm not against them checking, but have a feel. Have a feel. Wait until he's into the dugout. The umpires could check him after he's in the dugout. Okay, after he, that's fair. I'm, that's I'm fair. not against the checking. But you, but do you agree with me feel. where baseball is and with the, yes, the advantage the, that pitchers have? The sticky was is only part of the problem. The other part of the problem is hitters' approach, the launch angle. I agree with you. It's no not doubt. just the sticky. You know, pitchers have told me what the advantage the sticky gave them. Pitchers have told me what it was. What was it? It was, it was a fastball right down the middle on a on a hitter's count, two zero count. They couldn't hit it because of the spin rate and, and the way the ball was moving. And before that, that was the pitch advantage. was hit out the park, and you right. can't do you it You can't anymore. throw it down the middle. But I will say this, and talking to Nomar Garcia-Para, two-time batting champion, he and his brother have a great uh, uh, academy in the South Bay. They teach hitting the right way like Reggie Smith does in the Valley, and it's not just about launch angle. Launch angle is not for everybody, and these hitters are so – are so attached to it. It's like a religion to these hitters, and that's part of the reason why you see strikeouts, walks, and homers. That's the problem, Rob. It's not just the stick. No, I, I agree with that. And, and and the other thing, too, is teams, you know, they don't hold the hitters accountable like they used right. to. Right. It used if to God, be a scarlet you, letter. Struck, right. If you used to strike out at that rate that guys are doing it, Fred, you would be sent yeah. down. Yeah. Am I right? You yeah. would be sent down. 100%. Rob, do you realize that Albert Pujols, 21 seasons in the major leagues with 600 and something home runs, has never struck out 100 times in a season? Right. Never. Yep, that's incredible. Gary Sheffield, 500 home runs, should be in the Hall of Fame. I vote never. for Gary Sheffield, and Gary Sheffield has more walks than strikeouts. Never struck out 100 times in a season. Never. All right, let, let's move to this quickly. Uh, I know last night we lead off the game. Mookie and Muncie, I think, go back-to-back. Right? Yeah. All right, now we go to the fifth inning, and there was some question about Mookie hustling or not. Yeah, in the fifth inning, guys, I know you were watching the Clippers game, but Mookie hit a flare into center field that uh, Steven Duggar of the Giants, the center fielder, uh, it was apparent early on that it was going to be a 50-50 play, and at best he was going to trap it, but Mookie Betts was not running up the first base line and ended up at first base instead of being at second base when the ball dropped and got away from Duggar. Mookie Betts in 2020 is at second base standing up, maybe a head first slide, and 
I don't know what was going on on that play. I don't know what's going on with Mookie Betts, whether or not it's the uh, left shoulder, the back, or whatever, but that was very uncharacteristic of Mookie Betts. What did he say? Was he asked about it after the game? Incredibly not, Rob. Not Why asked not? about it. I don't know. I do not know, but I will ask him today when yeah, I get to the I'm, field. I'm just curious. Not that it's the end of the world and we know he's a hustler, so we're not. Well, I haven't really seen it a lot this year. Right. It's I don't a little know, different, huh? A little different. That being said, a good win for the Dodgers, an important win for the Dodgers, Dave, because it's a two-game swing when you're playing in the division and especially the team ahead of you. Right, and that's why I bring these type of things up after the game. It wasn't like the Dodgers beat the Giants by five runs last night. It was a one-run game, and there were certain plays that could have changed it in different ways. The Giants were 0-13 for 13 with runners in scoring position last night. In the ninth inning, Cody Bellinger made a fantastic play on a ball hit by uh, Mike Talkman to center field to lead off that inning. It was a flare to center field, and it took a weird bounce behind him. He was able to grab it and throw him out, trying to stretch a single into a double. He was the, the tying run there, and that's why I brought up the Mookie thing. you got to be in scoring position. You can't let the little thing slip when you're playing a team like the Giants with the best record in the National League. You just can't do it. They will cost you games. And I fully expect Mookie Betts to be a different player in the second half because he can't continue to play like this. He's just too good. All right, who's on the next podcast? Uh, well, that's dropping tomorrow. Alex Wood, who was uh, a Dodger world champion last year, and I have great respect for him now with the Giants having a great season. He'll be on episode 14. And Andre Ethier goes through some of the pitchers that he felt good against and some of the pitchers he hated to face. Cool. All right, Dave. Well, thanks for coming in as always. All right, yes. guys. Thank you, Rob. Great to hear from you. Yes, sir. No doubt. All right. Who wants to play a little who dis? And here's the deal. Who dis? Here's the deal for today. You know, we play the games all the time, and uh, sometimes our listeners win. More often than not, they don't. If you really want to have a chance to win, call today because Rob is terrible at these games. Yeah, I'm t Fred. That's the one thing. I, you know what? We can't be good at everything. I'm bad at games. Rob is really bad. <laughs> so if you ever wanted to have a real shot to win this thing, it's who dis. Yell it out when you know it. Call right now. 866-987-2570. First caller. Whoever calls, Kevin will pick you up, put you on the air. You're playing Rob and Ronnie. Rogan and Rodney Roulette. Who is this guy? This is who I am. Who is this guy? Who this? And uh, make sure you keep listening for your chance to win a $250 gift card and live your best life with a free spa day at Burke Williams. Experience exclusivity with a 50-minute vitality massage. The first ever massage with B12. That's right. Get a little B12 massage. Tell you something. That'll put a little pep in your step. Big <laughs> shot of B12. Visit burkewilliams.com slash vitality for all the details. Okay, lines are lit. Kevin is picking them up, and we're ready to go. Ken in Oxnard, how are you today? Good. Enjoy your show tremendously. Well, appreciate that very much. Love Even when I'm on? Well, he didn't well, say that. He, well, didn't, he didn't say that. Well, I'll take the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
he's a cool guy. It's all good. It's all good. All right, Ronnie, you ready? Good afternoon, Fred and Rob Parker. It's a privilege to be able to play this game with the great Rob Parker. Oh, my. Come on, Rob. He's too nice. Come on, Ronnie. <laughs> well, you're just going to wipe him out. That's why you're excited to play. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. So, Ken, it's who dis. When you know it, yell it out, okay? Sounds good. Let's go. I was the 10th overall pick in the 1998 NBA draft. Paul George. No, senor! Who is this guy? I won one NBA title and one finals MVP award. <laughs> Dirk Nowitzki. And it is no good. Andre Gudawa. How about new? My number 34 is retired by the University of Kansas and the Boston Celtics. Danny Paul Manny. Pierce. Paul Pierce. Yeah! <laughs> Y'all going to think I'm a slouch. I'm going to beat everybody today just because Fred said I was terrible. You know, the last time I did Rob's show with him on Fox Sports Radio, they played a game that was the funniest game, and I told Kevin about it. And you brought somebody in that knew nothing about sports. Right. And then you had to give clues. <laughs> I thought one of the clues you gave and I don't know if you remember it, but I sure do, was going to get us thrown off the air. <laughs> I swear to God. I, I, and I remember going, my God, Rob. <laughs> and you went, what? 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 I thought we'd get thrown off. I thought that was it. That was it. The FCC was going to be knocking at the door. Yeah. Kev, you know how I roll. Always on edge. <laughs> yeah. I think you rub off on Fred negatively. We had to get Fred the other day, too. So, Fred, what are you doing? You, you... Oh, I used a bad word. Oh, my. Wasn't a bad word, but in context, Kevin. Terrible context. Yeah, terrible context. Okay. All right. Here comes the next one. Come on, Ken. Let's go. I made 11 okay. all-star teams in my Hall of Fame basketball career. 11 all-star teams. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. No good! <laughs> Magic Johnson. No, senor! Who is this guy? I was a member of the original Dream Team. Michael Chris Mullen. How about new? And it is no good. Carl Malone. Charles no, Barkley. Senor! Charles Barkley. There you go, Ken. You're on the board. Let's go. Way to go, Ken. Way to roll, buddy. Good job. Good pull. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Here's your next one. I've made eight all-star teams in my MLB career. Ooh. That could be anybody. Anybody, yeah. No good. Anybody is incorrect. All right. <laughs> We will not accept anybody, Rob. Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw. No good. I have won three AL MVP awards. Albert Pujols. Mike Trout. Mike Trout. Ken has done it again. Wow, Ken. (laughs) Good job so far. I need to come back now. I got one at least. I didn't get shut out. Ronnie, you playing yourself. Ronnie, are you there? Ronnie, what's up? Ron, are you even in the game? I don't know, Fred. All right. I need some cold water splash on my face. Where's Dave? Maybe he can think... squirt me with a seltzer bottle. Ronnie's too busy playing with the knobs back there. Come on, Ronnie. Pay attention. <laughs> yeah, keep your hands off your knobs, <laughs> what? Ronnie. Again. See, Rob? What? Again. Same thing. What, do you got a camera in here, Rob? Good God. <laughs> I was the third overall pick in the 1993 NBA draft. Michael Jordan. Kyle Barkley. It is no good. Kenny Smith. <laughs> no, senor! Who is this guy? I made four all-star teams in my career. 
Kwame Brown. No, I'm sorry. No good. <laughs> <laughs> I am the current head coach at the University of Memphis. Anthony Hardaway. I'll take it, Penny. Yeah, Penny. I know his real name, Anthony. Yeah, that's true. You don't get extra points Penny. for that. You don't Anthony, get extra points. Anthony, yes. All right, so we've got two to go. Rob and Ken are tied. I was the third overall pick in the 97 NBA draft. 97? 97. Who is this guy? I made five all-star teams and won one NBA title and one finals MVP award. Andre Iguodala. No, How about Nick? Paul Pierce? No. It is no good. My nickname was Mr. Big Shot. Chauncey Ro- Billups. Uh, Robert Ory. Chauncey oh, Billups is correct. Yeah! I covered that team. I better know that. Good job, Rob. <laughs> I had no chance in hell. Man. No. Well, no. And just hired as the new coach of the Portland Trailblazers. Even though they don't want him. My God. You see all the pushback in Portland? What are you talking about? With Chauncey. What? They don't want it because he had a sexual uh, assault back 21 years ago. But... I read that they completely investigated that. Right. And looked at the independent report and vetted him completely. Right. But I'm talking about the fans up yeah. there. They're, they're not happy. Well, when does he start? Does he start after the Clippers finish? After the Yeah, after the Clippers win the NBA championship. He's talking to the media right now, by the way. Is he? I'm guessing it's through Zoom or something. It has to be. But you, hey, Kev, you've seen the pushback by the fans Oh, yeah, up it's there. major. It's big time. Yeah. Big time, Fred. All right. So here we go. Rob's got three. Ken's got two. This is for the win? Yes. And uh, Ronnie, not on the board yet. Can I get just one? Well, if you get one, Rob is one. Can I buy a vowel? No, we're not doing that. All right, here we go. I was the fifth overall pick in the 2009 NFL Draft. Oh, man. You'll know this as we continue down this road. Who is this guy? I quarterbacked. USC to a Rose Bowl win over Penn State in 2008. Oh, what's his name? 2008. Matt good. I led my team to back-to-back conference title games in my first two years in the NFL. Rodney P. <laughs> no, sit down! Not 2008? I covered Rodney P. in the 90s. Uh, that was his I comeback. Know. That was his comeback. Yeah, Rob. that was his comeback. Yeah. Okay. Come on, you guys from Southern California. I just teach there. I don't know the, to all the players. You guys are from Southern California. Who is this guy? Last clue. Get ready. You're going to know it. My big career NFL highlight is... Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez, the butt fumble. Ronnie Thank God, God I got him. Oh. There you go. But that Respect. means I'm the winner, Ronnie. Congratulations, Rob. Congratulations. See, Ken? I told you, man. Don't count me out. I'm like the Clippers. Don't count me out. Oh, I never will. You're a good man. Thank you, my man. Never lost. Hey, Ken. I enjoy it. Ken, we appreciate you listening to the show. That's very kind of you. Thanks so much. Yes. Thank you, Fred. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Saltier, Adam Oslin, jumps on during the 1 o'clock hour. Get more into the NBA. Also, we'll have some Lakers news and notes for you coming up next hour. And now another Rogan and Rodney. Oh, yeah. Afternoon delight. Every time you come around, you know I can't say no. Every time the sun goes down. Today's afternoon delight. Bad habits. 
by Ed Sheeran. It's the first music released by the singer-songwriter after a two-year hiatus. In the accompanying music video, Sheeran portrays a vampire alter ego of himself as he embarks on a wild night out with other goblins and ghouls. In a release he wrote, Feels great to be back with my new single. I wanted the video for Bad Habits to play on the nature of habits in a fantastical way, so I decided on vampires. It was mega fun getting into character except for the heights. That wasn't so fun. Enjoy. Again, today's Afternoon Delight. Bad Habits by Ed Sheeran. Uh, okay, next hour we're going to have more NBA stuff, Rob. Uh, the Saltier Adam Austin is going to jump on. Also, we'll have some Laker notes that we need to get to. You know, maybe uh, Laker whispers. It's The ground speaks. Yes, it's My anything, you know, that's going to help the Lakers, you know, like people put off. And I listen. Oh, yeah, they're going to get this guy. They're going to get that guy. Yeah, they're going to do this. They're going to do that. All right. What, you don't like the this guy, that guy routine? No, because it's always whatever they can do to help LeBron, and it doesn't always work out. That's all. Well, whoever LeBron picks. Oh, is that what it is? Well, yeah. You don't think he's involved in all of this? You don't think he's involved in every decision? Yeah, he's involved, but I don't know if it, it's going to help. Yeah. Well, we'll see. So we'll have that coming up for you next hour. Also, a, a story today. Uh, you remember Tyler Skaggs, who pitched for the Angels? Sure. Yeah. Who, uh, who lost his life. Well, the family is now suing the Angels, uh, claiming that they knew that a staff member actually had a drug problem. And they should have never allowed this individual around Tyler Skaggs. So we're going to get into that coming up next hour as well. That's one of those real, real tough spots right there, Fred. Yeah, I think. And look, if you've been through anything like this in your life, you know. And, you know, look, there was a period of time where I was. And right. I had been. Uh, you got to take personal responsibility. I was going to ask you, Fred. I was. At yeah. some point. I, I get the family you lose how old was he, 27 or 6? Or, yeah. You know, you, you lose a young guy like that, yes. You know, it's heartbreaking. But I think what you said is, is more, you know, just because someone's on the staff around, Fred, doesn't mean that you have to partake, correct? Right. It, you know, the, the thing you learn, and, uh, you know, if you're lucky enough right. to survive it, if you're lucky enough to survive it, is uh, I can give you a million reasons for what I did. Anybody can give us a million reasons for anything they do. Sure. I can come up with an excuse. I can come up with a reason. I can tell you this happened. I can tell you that happened. I can tell you this is why I felt the way I did. This is why I did what I did. But the bottom line, and once you learn this, right. and once you're able to say this, then you, you can start to come out of it. You know what that is? You know why I did it? Why? Because I did. Yeah, there you go. No, I agree with you, Fred. I, I agree. You have there is a there, there is a responsibility that you have to take. It's like you have to own it, right? You can't you can't rebound until you until you can at least own it, right, Fred, and say that I did this. Yeah, and admit it. And the other side of it is you can only do that if and when you are ready for help. Right. If and when you decide that you're going to take. The nobody steps. can make you. Nobody can make you get help. You have to want help. Yeah, and that's tough. Look, anybody that's gone through this knows. Anybody that has battled these demons, you know, you understand how it is. And until you yourself say, 
and nobody can make you. And also, there are some stops and starts in this as well. Right. You try, it didn't work. Then you try to try again, right? Try again, it didn't work. And that's why the philosophy is you can only climb out of something like this when you've hit rock bottom. Right. And whatever the definition of your rock bottom is. Because it's not the same for everybody. Correct. One size, that's another misnomer. One size does not fit all. Right. In treatment, one size will not, one way to do it is not fitting everybody. Everybody's an individual. Everybody approaches things differently. You're given tools and you're, you're given suggestions and you're given resources. And then you have to fulfill that. So when you hear, when you hear that the family and, you know, they're going after the, who's got the money. Right. I was going to say, and if you're the angels, Fred, I'm just going to play their attorney and what they probably want to do is come to some sort of settlement with the family so that you don't have to go through. You know what I mean? Like we get it. Uh, it was an employee who worked for us. Your son was involved. He lost his life. Here's the settlement. And I think that's probably where it'll wind up. I, I just can't see them wanting to go to court to air out all this stuff. You know what I mean? To prolong it and put the business and because you have to open up everything. Yeah. Am I right? No. Do you think that'll be it? A settlement? Well, I, I, I think, look, I think if there is one, it won't be quick. Because, I mean, the angels really have to make a decision here. Are they responsible? Did they know? Were right. they aware of the fact that they had an employee with a problem? And if, in fact, they did know, why didn't they get him help? Right. Because legally, here's the thing. In any business you work in right now, if your boss comes to you and says, I know you have a problem, they can terminate you. Right. If you go to your boss and say, I have a problem. They need to get you help. They cannot terminate you. Right, right. They can't. They have to try to get you help. So did this employee go to the club? Were they aware of the fact? Right, I got you. Did I they have conversations with him and say, look, I think there's a problem here. You want to come clean? You want to tell us anything? You want to let us know so we can try to work on this? I don't know if that happened. Right. I don't know. And then, you know, for the poor guy, Eric Kay, that did supply the pills. Right. Oh, God. You know, his life. Look at his life now. I mean, he he had a problem. And back in that kind of a situation, what do you think you're doing? Really and truly. What do you think? Right or wrong, what do you think you're doing? You're helping your buddy out. Right. Right? You're helping your no, buddy No, right. Right. He's not made. He didn't force him to take the pills, Fred. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He didn't f hey, can you get this for me? I'm a major league pitcher. I can't do it myself. Right? I can't go myself. I need you to do it for me. Yeah. Uh, it's a tough spot. It, it is a tough spot. It's a tough spot. Anyway, the family has filed a lawsuit today. Okay, well... Like I said earlier, I'm glad there were no tall buildings in Phoenix. I, I would have been afraid people would have jumped off after what happened last night. That was a city that was really upset. And they should be. And you know what? They'll be upset when this thing is over in seven games. They'll really be upset. The Saltier Adam Oslin will join us next.